Rooster, I'm trying to bring you up. What is going on? Happy Friday, family. How you doing today, Kaleo? Oh, dude, I'm not going to lie. I, I woke up this morning just dead. And, you know, as terrible as it sounds, just from playing basketball yesterday, it feels like I did a full body workout. I guess that's what happens after you don't do anything for like three plus months straight that something so simple can like just leave the entire body sore. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, man, it, it catches up with you when you get a little older there, bud. <laughs> we're not spring chickens no more. <laughs> no, man, it's crazy. We're not, we're not all roosters still. <laughs> What's up, rooster? How you doing, man? What up, what up, people? Happy Friday. How's everyone doing this evening or afternoon? <laughs> Can't complain. Doing good, man. Doing good. Cannot complain, man. Cube, welcome back, sir. Good to have you. Appreciate it. Good to be here. Happy uh, Friday to everybody in this wonky world we live in. Hey, Milwaukee Cuban. How you doing, bud? Doing good. You know, my big change this week was I had to get the Cube back. I felt naked not having that in the PFP. So some of my more recent stonk acquisitions had to mash those with my OGs. Love to hear it, man. Love to hear it. Man, I'm sitting here remodeling my closet right now. So I'll I'll be picking in and out, but uh, I'll be here and uh, chiming in on the conversation all day. I did see some fire-ass wonky stonk sales, though. So Yeah, bro. There definitely have been a few here recently. I mean, with – the entire market FUD and everything else. I mean, it's opened up the opportunity that I feel like hasn't really necessarily been there as easily recently. So it's pretty cool to see um, some of those end up going through. Did um, any, uh, you know, I, I know, but you want to give uh, the crowd like maybe an update on like anything to do with the stonks on the FTX website? Dude, I'm still trying to talk to, I've, I've got a couple people that worked there and worked with that right and like i just we we've dm'd a little bit on telegram and i'm just trying to get a feel from them for what they think right now with everything on it because it still goes back to like what happened last week or what i talked about last week in the space right where when you're talking about custody of an asset i feel like nfts are completely different than you know fungible tokens because fungible tokens it's a lot easier to socialize any losses. I don't get how you can socialize the loss of an NFT like that, right? Like, so I almost have a a feeling that it's going to be one of those things where they eventually do get returned, but I don't know exactly any of the specifics yet, because again, I'm trying to talk to them and they, they may be locked up for a while. So in the meantime, so, there's actually people still there that you can communicate with? Well, I don't know. I'm confused on that. That's the thing, though, 80s. I don't even know if they officially still work there anymore. Right? Like, I've been, right, DMing, right, right. I've been okay. DMing a couple of guys that I was closer with, some of my contacts on the ground level. Um, and, you know, we're supposed to do a call to catch up just on everything. I think more than anything else, just commiserate, right? Because, you know, one of the things that they brought up during the calls are, 
like they're going to look through, you know, they're working on their resumes and stuff right now. So obviously it's not one of those things where they're, you know, sound not top priority. (laughs) So, I mean, they're, they're going through, you know, tough time right now also. So, you know, it's been difficult to connect on that side, but I do want to get like, you know, clear word as far as what they know before going forward with anything. I mean, worst case, like, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm going back and forth on the different things that we could do. So say that they are locked up and it's one of those things where, hey, it looks like they're going to be back, but it may be, you know, it may be like a couple of years. Well, what is the best thing to do in the meantime? You know, do we go ahead and still send a stonk to everybody that has one stuck on there just as like, you know, a credit almost in the meantime? I'm not sure. Right. Like, you know, so it's kind of tough being able to go through and decide exactly what the best decision for that right now looks like. But I kind of, you know, I feel like, you know, worst case that might be some well, worst case, they say, hey, these are locked on here forever. I don't think they're ever going to be able to be reclaimed. You know, you're shit out of luck. And if that's the case then, you know, for sure we'll send everybody or I'll send everybody from my collection, like, you know, one for one, a stunk. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see like what they end up doing with it too, because like in your space last night, and by the way, that was fire. Um, I, I think it was John Wick who was mentioning something about the court case when like, you know, things are involved in a proceeding like this. I mean, everything is, is, is on the table to be, you know, taken away at that point. So, you know, if it is, oh, well, but I know you guys will do right by it, by the holders and whatnot. So I appreciate you guys. Keep an eye on that for for everybody. Yeah, man, definitely. I I mean, it's one of those things that's super tough, right? Like, you know, I I don't know. I I really, really hope because I I just see some of the things like, you know, like, dude, for instance, some of the ribbons and stuff that you've got on there, you know, some of the guppies that are on there, like, you know, those are freaking irreplaceable stonks and it just hurts yeah. seeing those <laughs> sitting on some you, you know so what casualties I, of war bro <laughs> what i really really hope for is a situation where it's like okay hey these like you know somebody tells me we're 100 percent going to be able to get these back it's probably just going to take like x amount of months or x amount of years or x amount of weeks if we're lucky right like but, you know, and then in the meantime, figuring out, okay, well, what's the fairest thing to do for anybody that does have things that are kind of like, you know, basically in a way staked on there, because that's kind of what it becomes at that point, right? Like, if you're going to get it back, but it's locked for a couple of years, it's either like almost considered to be staked or vested in that sense, if they're not going to be lost, right? So no, absolutely, man. Yeah. I don't know. Um Rooster, did you have any on there? No. Uh, I'm not your keys, not your crypto. I keep nothing in exchanges ever. I buy and I pull off and store in my own wallets. So So, luckily, I survived that casualty of war. Let me ask you this question. So the NFTs that you hold that you buy off of OpenSea or Gem or whatever exchange you use and you put them in your MetaMask or do you take them off? Because that's kind of the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, in a sense. I mean, MetaMask is still your own wallet, right? If 
it's not like stored on an exchange, but it does have some inherent risks uh, to it as well. Um, Still I a hot on, wallet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Still a hot wallet. Um, I have pulled some things off in the ledger, and I do have things um, like other NFTs, like the PA staked on um, other websites as well, and like Frog staked. Um, so, I mean, it's if my hot wallet got, you know, compromised it would be uh you know it would hurt but it wouldn't be the most massive uh, loss but i do need to get the guppies off the hot wallet that's for sure yeah i went back and double checked um i had put one in there only i thought i put uh two or three in there but i uh i only put one ribbon on ftx and it ah, ended up being my favorite freaking ribbon but it is what it is i mean like i said earlier it's an unfortunate event, but well, there's a lot more people worse off than my fucking ribbon. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah I think, man. What well, B Ways had a had a very gorgeous guppy on there. Well, dude, there were two guppies on there, so I thought both of them were B Ways. Was there some one somebody else's? I think they're yeah, both B Ways. No yeah, they. Oh, dude, that's it, it's just so tough seeing that, right? Like, so I don't know. I mean, again, you know, we're gonna like. We're gonna figure out something with that, whether whether it is one to one, and if it's not one to one because they say, hey, it's gonna be returned in X amount of time, probably, then like I'm still gonna do something because you know it's just the right thing to do, right? Like, you know, I, I don't think it's fair to have it completely locked up like that, and you know, especially because of the fact that like you know a lot of that stemmed from the partnership that I had with them and that we were working with them on several things, and you know, like so I. Like, I I, I want to do what I can to work with y'all on that. You know, like, it sucks. I, I had some stuck on there. I know Hondo had some stuck on there also. Um, so, you know, just one of those things where, like, it, it, it sucks, but, you know, it's it's part of it. You live and you learn. And, you know, I think that one of the biggest things that I've learned from this is, as far as any, I don't know, man. And I think it was pretty obvious, honestly, pretty soon after they launched it, that just like the structure of a centralized NFT exchange doesn't really make sense outside of, you know, maybe the GameStop type theory where you can mint everything onto some centralized hot wallet and everybody is up there. Everybody is, you know, that minute is sharing from i don't know like that that's the only type of situation where i could think would maybe be conducive of it right like if they were already born into that but outside of it like bringing other you know bringing other collections that were not minted into that wallet onto that wall just doesn't make sense right because like nobody it, it doesn't facilitate the transactions um very well because you can't view the rest of the collection No, I 100% agree on that, man. Like, I think we're finding out slowly uh, what works and what doesn't work, uh, especially over the past couple of weeks. Um, a lot of eye-opening things happening. But I do want to inject some good vibes in here and just, you know, remind everybody why we're here, just make the connections, the networking, support each other, be there for one another. And if we're really that convicted into this technology and to the future of this, this is just a small bump in the road. Um 
and, and, and hopefully everybody keeps with that good mindset of just sharing those positive vibes, educating one another, what works, what doesn't work. If things happen, you know, we, we get together as a group and, and we problem solve it together and troubleshoot it so we can keep our direction steady north. And um, just never forget that, everybody. Amen. I agree. Um, Crayola, what's going on, sir? Welcome up. Welcome back. What's up? What's up, fam? Just chilling at work till uh, 3.30 here on the eastern side. So I got about 45 more minutes, but you know I got to pop in when I can. Man, Crayola's been here since day one, huh, Kaleo? Isn't it amazing to see still, still the family still coming together, bro? Much love, Crayola. Yeah, love you too, guys. Yeah, my effing Tar Heels are not looking like a national championship team. I retract everything I said on the last space. <laughs> and uh, we'll see. Uh, but what's weird, though, is most time we do pull out a national, it's it's after we get beat by some scrub teams. So maybe, maybe it'll get a fire under them. But, yeah, it's not looking great. You know, I have a feeling this is just the Cubes year. I'm, I'm not sure how K-State basketball is looking, but, you know, I just, like, something in my gut is telling me that they're all so good and Cube is just on top of the world right now. I love that, man. <laughs> Whether hey, he's listen. here to hear it or not. Like... I think he's getting rugged probably okay. somewhere. <laughs> all right, I'm here. I was trying to multitask, attach an attachment to an email I'm sending for work. K-State's going to have their struggles. The big thing is we just got to beat uh, those dirty birds out in Lawrence at least once. Um, you know, we still got a backdoor chance at winning the Big 12. Uh, but as, as long as it's a four-team playoff, nobody gives a shit. We can back back into a Sugar Bowl maybe, which would be cool. Uh, ironically enough, though, I do still owe K-State money. Uh, for a student loan, so um, I'm actually a Wichita State Shocker fan. So go Shocks, go Shocks. If anybody has ever heard of the Wichita State Shockers, bro, oh, yeah, 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 I remember. I mean, like, how can you forget when you've got guys like you know Baker and Van Vliet that were just freaking iconic. And still, you know, Baker, not as much. I know he had his little run with the Knicks. Um, but, you know, Van Vliet with Toronto and the way that he's picked it up, like those two were deadly together. Oh, it was crazy. Both under-recruited. And Van Vliet, shit, he was, a, he was an all-star Undersized. Last year. Yep. Yep. Uh, kind of like me out there. I love Freddie Van Vliet. Love Fred Van Vliet. And then they uh, – a couple years later, they had Landry Shaman, who went in the first round. So Wichita State's actually produced more basketball talent than K-State has in the last 15 years. So it's kind of cool to see, but uh, I still hate KU. I will never root for the KU Jayhawks in anything. Hey, they took an L, too, man. It was like uh, – that's my favorite thing. When, a, when the Tar Heels win and then Duke loses the same day, or like a Kansas loses the same day, or a Kentucky loses. And last week, UNC won, Duke and Kentucky got beat. So, I hate, I hate the Jayhawks too, man. I appreciate that, yeah. You guys stole Roy Williams away from so, uh But did, he's like, uh, who's that stuttering dog from Looney, to- Looney Tunes? Uh, but the, but the, not Porky Pig. Taz, 
Tennessee. No, there there was a stuttering was dog. Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd. Yeah, right? Elmer Fudd. Like uh, Roy Williams reminds me of Elmer Fudd. Like never liked that guy either. Be but very very quiet. <laughs> I'm too glad But uh, but yeah, you're living in blue blood world. I'm just you know, I'm just mid tier, mid tier. I'm bringing Rock, Rock Father up here right now. Hey, Kaleo, man, last night, that was really cool. I'm sorry to get a chance to jump on stage. I was uh, with the wife uh, hanging out, having dinner. But um, hey, that, that was nice to hear you late night, dude, um, bring it back to the roots. I did a late night one myself earlier in the week, and it uh, feels good to do that, man. That's like where we started, right? Yeah, man, that's when, you know, thinking about it, where a lot of the original wonky stunk spaces happened were those late night spaces. Yeah, man, that's what, the vibes are there a, a lot at nighttime. Everybody, I think, is home and settled down and want to hear some good shit. So, what's up, Rock? Yo, I just got my Sotheby's suit on. We're ready to go. Pudgies <laughs> are taking over. That's fucking slowly. I think because they, I guess, the way they did it, like. You went, yeah, we're going to need that, too, at some point. We need, like, a Miami Vice suit for the Wonkies. Bro, get the um, the swim shorts that we made, the gradient, uh, the Miami Vice gradient. Just plaster that bitch all over a suit, man. Oh, yeah, I could actually bring out the trunks because I bought them, like, pretty late. Uh, it's, been, it's been, like, freezing here for, like, the last month. But I'm going to, my, I'm going to Art Basel, so. You Definitely are? Gonna... All right, cool. Yeah, a bunch of us are going down there too, man. Um, make sure you keep in touch with us. I think we're going to be doing. So, a... Yeah, if you're there, if you're there Thursday night, um, I land Thursday night, and the pudgy events like happening right there, and I think the sappy seals events like right after. So, yeah, it's yeah, gonna be late, gonna... so we'll be there. Uh, we'll be there. Uh, I think we get there early Thursday morning, and um, I'm driving from Tampa, so it's not too too far. But a lot of us are meeting up there Thursday, and then I think Friday. Uh, like afternoon, late afternoon, we're trying to have like a small little networking event at the uh, yeah at a brewery. So, Dude, more than welcome. can you? Is there is there like a like a group chat for that? Yeah, we'll 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 get one up and running here um, once we get the time confirmed, and uh, we'll throw you in there too. All right, cool, awesome, man. Hey, what y'all think about the catalogs announcements for both uh, the pings and for Safi Seals? I think it's a smaller thing than people think with, uh, you know, it's not going to be a major thing because it takes a while, right? I'm not a genius marketer, but you need to build the brand up before it goes, you know, like global. But it's kind of cool. I'm going to get the the limited collectibles, though. Oh, sorry. I cut you off. Oh, I don't think you cut me off. So So what what is that, Rock? Like, is it? a deal with Kellogg's or is it a deal with anonymous and they have the deal with Kellogg's and it's just a free feature, like an uh, yeah. edition for there. Okay. So the second. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Amazing though, man, like to be able to do that, like that's that one extra level, like the next step, you know, branching out and bringing more people into it and that IP, you know, firing off like that is, is really going to put some eyes on it, man. Yeah. No, the, the, Auction's happening in about 10 minutes. I want to see Cole like spend like 50 grand to get his penguin back. That would be pretty funny. 
use all the royalties he made off us. So, Bog, are you are there still uh, applications available for um, plushies? Because I think I bought like one of the coolest little pudgies the other day, super clean. Uh, not this go around um, because they they were like making those like back in July August, but. Um, I got to see if there's like another thing going on. Like, cause I know they, they do it every now and then they'll like ask to people to submit, but I don't, I don't think there's anything going on now, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely like post it in the chat if, if anything does come up. So what, what pudgies are being auctioned off at Sotheby's? Uh, Mr. Tubby's, Cole's, Jeebus, uh, his gold one, I think. One of his gold ones. Um, and I think there's just a couple of other random ones that I, I can't really tell from this. They just seem to be like random ones. But I know that's definitely Je- that's Jeebus's and two of the team members. So those will probably be the ones that get the, the most bids. Did you know what's crazy? So last night I found out that remember the board ape Christie's auction? Yeah, yeah. FTX was the buyer of that bulk lot. <laughs> Dude, so you're telling me that they got uh, the the board ape supply is now uh 9900. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically they, they got a little the, burn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's what D said because remember we were talking about how they had like over 100 apes stuck on there. I'm really surprised that hasn't shown up on any asset sheets yet, but I think it's because it's on the U.S. side, and I think all the asset sheets that we've seen only include the .com side. But I'm fairly positive that the majority of those are theirs, kind of like what we speculated, because you know they bought them to try to drive liquidity to the platform. So you know, D's kind of confirmed it because he was like, "Yeah, you know, it came out recently that they were the buyer for that lot." So and they're like. You know, I, I don't know what they paid for it back then, but they do have some pretty like rare apes that are mixed into that lot as well. Yeah, I mean, they probably paid like twenty something million because they were going for like two hundred k a piece, and that's assuming like they were all floors, which they weren't. So maybe like yeah, they had like gold million. ones. They had you know the trippy ones. You get on the list. They had quite a few that were, you know, like blue chips. Yeah, we only we had about I think ten pudgies on there or twelve pudgies on FTX. So those are going to get liquidated, unfortunately, at some point in the future. So now there's only eighty eight seventy six. The ultimate burn mechanism, dude. I keep saying it. I'm so happy I didn't get that job, man. I I was like an like a, a like an inch away from just getting completely rugged last year. That would. That would have been like just the worst way to go out too. I feel like, like that's the thing too. I don't think a lot of people are talking about like the employees that like were well intentioned that got rugged. Like that sucks even more because it's like I mean yeah everyone lost their livelihood you know their net worth whatever you know I but it's also like <laughs> they lost their job too. <laughs> like it's like a double whammy. But um, yeah, that's I don't know. I, I didn't want to really bring it up again, but. I'm I'm really sick of the whole conversation. Honestly, it's just terrible. I mean, how long until you think it takes for the conversation to just completely die out? After, so, Thanksgiving. after, after Thanksgiving. After well, Thanksgiving. 
I think it's going to be until the cascade ends. I mean, dude, we're still uh, hearing shit no, left we and peaked, right every single day. We I peaked mean, last night, dude. We I saw Tucker Carlson was talking about it, dog, and we're making it a whole Democratic conspiracy. So I think that's close to a top when Tucker Carlson's talking about something. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, maybe. It, it, you're right. It may, be, it may have peaked. But I have a feeling that as far as, you know, the FUD and the conversation goes, that it's going to kind of be persistent until until prices turn around as shitty as that sound like i really think that prices turning around is going to be the thing that shifts the narrative eventually when it happens because as long as we're stuck down in this area what are people going to talk about well why are we stuck down in this area what happened what led here you know what are all the other allegations the easiest way to make people forget and to move on is literally prices to change i mean it may sound really superficial on the surface but i i, I think that, you know there's some something there yeah i actually have a clip from last night from the thing uh one second let me get like really weird we just got in that crypto kaleo donated two hundred thousand dollars to the ftx foundation is he a radical left democrat tune in <laughs> Wait, 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 what is this? I was just trying to do a Tucker Carlson impersonation. <laughs> oh, God. Bro, don't even... Ugh. I mean, uh, like like I said last night, man, it went to something that, you know, looking it up, I, I think that, like, honestly, whenever I share this, whenever I actually finish, it just keeps growing every time that I, like, work on the article, but... Like, they're, they're literally called the most powerful left-wing dark money network in America. And I've tried to call them the past week to confirm that, hey, because one thing about dark money, I mean, like, it can't be traced. So there's nothing that you can really look at and say they don't publish donor names or anything like that, right? You know, so it's not doxing yourself by sharing any kind of receipts as long as you black out the names, everything else. Um, but, you know... I don't know, man. Like I've been trying to contact these people for the past week and just get more information if they can give it to me on the actual donation itself. And they've been so sketchy as far as even returning my calls because I've wanted to talk to them before I actually put anything out there with it. Um, you know, it, it was made, it was donated to them in the name of the FTX Foundation. So you know, and what it was described to me whenever here, I'll let me find this email real quick. Dude, is this the so, craziest thing you've ever been a part of? Like, oh, yeah, you, this will probably be the craziest thing you're ever a part of in your whole life because I, I just don't know like what can even top this, to be honest. Yeah, okay, definitely. Uh, so here, here's part of the email, the very initial email I got Dear user, thank you for being part of our charity group. We're touched by your generosity. We are about to send your money to a U.S. charity, which will then distribute it to other great charities around the world. We will notify you of the details. So then they have some other BS stuff. Then, like, in the next email after replied, they're like, thanks for getting back to us. Professor Joe Bankman, um, who's, in like, CC'd, who is leading the FTX Foundation, will contact you directly to discuss your tax deduction. And then, you know... I get the email back from this group 
And yeah, it wasn't until I really started digging deep that I find out that the group that they sent it to was this like powerful left money or, you know, left wing dark money network. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, it could have been worse. They could have donated it to like ISIS or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a silver lining here for you, but it's just, it's just so wild. Oh, yeah, shit happens, man. It's, you know, you live and you learn and yeah, it, you know, sometimes things are painful, but it is what it is. Um, Mr. Richard Hawk, welcome up on stage, sir. How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me, and especially thanks for hosting these spaces. That gives a bit of normality in these times. <laughs> Every Friday, there's a wonky space. You hear familiar voices. That That's really great. Um, yeah, luckily, I wasn't all too affected by this FTX thing, but only because I already gambled away all my money in spring. Um, yeah, I'm stacking stonks and I'm learning how to write smart contracts. So that's what's on. So learning how to write smart contracts, what is the uh, inspiration behind that? Can you share any of the vision of what you're, what, what you're, what you're trying to do? Well, I'm a, I'm a freelancer, web developer, so I, I got the background. And I thought it it could be great to acquire projects at this space. Maybe not right now in this climate, but everybody's always saying developers are, um, how do you say, um, we're short on developers. So maybe, maybe I'll find something. Um, thought of doing a demo project to show that I can do it, but I'm not talking about it publicly yet. Um, yeah, Honda was actually quite helpful. Um, he only wrote me two lines, like, read the official doc. <laughs> and that's usually the part I'm skipping, and it was actually really helpful. So, yeah, already delivered a smart contract to testnet, and reading and learning, that's, that's great. I'm actually having a bit of time for that. Not too much. Um, I'm not as fast as I want to be, but... Because a lot of time for the day-to-day -day job and the children and everything. But, um, yeah, um, good thing to look on the tech side when everything is crumbling around. Yeah, um, apropos stuff getting bust, um, if Twitter is really going down, I read a few threads by engineers today, and it really could be a possibility. Where would crypto Twitter meet? Where would we hold these spaces? That's a good what? question. I haven't gotten a good answer yet from anyone, so I will defer to anyone else. Uh, I know Reddit does spaces on their um, channels quite frequently, um, especially the, the investing subreddits. Have you been on Discord? It kind of sucks because it's like, I don't know, not a big fan of it. Yeah, yeah, Discord's always a, 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 like a, especially in the NFT community, I think a majority of people use Discord and that would be like a default thing. But I I mean, my gut feeling, dude, Twitter ain't going nowhere. If anything, it, it, it's going to be better. Um, yeah, that's just my thought. I mean, you don't fade that man. So 
Yeah. Dude, it's just going to be funny, though, if it is successful. Like, he just fired 90% of people, and it's like it's still, like, an operational thing. <laughs> like, well, that's the thing of it. Like, I, I think that's the point of all of this, right? Like, let's see if it, we can do this with a minimal amount of people, make it efficiently ran, and he's a businessman, too, on top of it. He's going to save a shitload of money. <laughs> yeah, fat, it's working, it's working for now, but what's in, what, <laughs> what's in a few weeks? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, but honestly, like, thinking about it from the pure, like, when you're a business and you're struggling, the easiest way to be able to reduce um, CapEx is just cut back on the number of um, employees that you you have hired. So, like, you know, I think that he's probably saving over a billion dollars annually right now, and obviously that number is going to decrease because they're going to have to bring on more employees to backfill and as they kind of build out some of that vision, but either way, say it's $500 million, like, you know, that's a huge difference, you know, for being able to just keep the lights on in the first place, right? Like the ROI on any ad spend just jumped up incredibly after what just happened. So I don't know, like, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but you know, it's, you can see it's almost like traditional media is hunting a stop loss against Elon. Like, trying to liquidate him. The funny thing about it is, is, like, pre-Elon, there was one side that says we want free speech, and the side that's bitching and complaining now says, well, it's a private company, and they can do whatever the fuck they want to do. But now, the person that's in charge of this private company doing whatever the fuck he wants to do, the other side is now bitching and complaining about that. It, it's the, the psychology of it is so backwards I think we can agree on though over the last week week or two is like how I mean we knew it you knew it if you had half a brain already but like journalism is dead right like the takes are horrible bro look just, could, it's like so earlier. clearly obvious and the thing is I think it's only people that are in crypto Twitter that see that because I brought it up to my girlfriend and she's she's like eats up all the nonsense still she, she does she can't you know critical thinking probably isn't her strong suit but I don't know. It's it just, it's kind of wild that like we see these stories on the fluff pieces on Sam and Caroline and just, we, it's just terrible, like terrible journalism. And it's like, it's it, 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 like, I don't even, it's like, is it worth reading any of this crap? It's just like, a, I don't know. It's, it's silly. Mass psychological conditioning is one of those. Man. The but, concerning but, thing about that is so many people still take that as gospel. I mean that's that that's the worrisome part to me. Personally. My neighbor came up and asked me about it uh, last night. I was taking my uh, trash to the road, and he comes out. Hey, man, um, you know, you heard about all this shit at FPX, this, that, and the other, and, and like, and the way he's trying to present it to me, and the way I get my information here at the source is completely like skewed, man. How so? What's the difference? Well, for one, you're seeing Sam being painted as this uh, victim in a sense. And he came up to me and he said, well, maybe Sam's not, you know, it's not his fault. And I'm like, well, what do you mean it's not his fault? And he goes, well, you know, there are other people in play in this. And that's where the conspiracy side of things and the speculation side of things come out from the legacy media, too. Just like you were mentioning earlier, the 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 Republican side or the Democratic side or the donation side, they are going to 
pick and choose whatever they can to push that agenda to confuse everyone else about what the real story is. Perfect example. Look at the Forbes report that you uh, that you posted earlier. Okay, I was about That's, to say, dude. What yeah, the fuck dude, was no that? Come on, man. Perfect example right there. Yeah, that was disgusting. Honestly, reading through that and. Like, you can't just focus on all of the, like, when somebody ruins lives like that, man, like, how can you just sit there and say, okay, well, yeah, you know, like, surface level, they were, I mean, hey, Ted Bundy, was it Ted Bundy that was a scout leader, like a troop leader and, you know, active in his church and that type of stuff? Like, were there puff pieces on him? Incredible of a person he was for helping shape all these young men's lives. Are there puppies? Like, he never let's actually did anything to the kids, so like yeah. he's a good guy, even though he killed everybody. Dude, dude, let's keep it like even like uh, like a, a like something you can compare it to. Was there puff pieces on Bernie Madoff? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's like fucking silly. Yeah, Bernie was a good guy. He was an upstanding guy. He just fucking <laughs> stole everyone's money. Like what? Yeah, Is like it, it just it's... doesn't. It doesn't compute. Okay, can you break down the the effect of altruism for everyone and your best take on it? Like, why is that such a huge push on the narrative right now? I, I've been trying to read more, but honestly, I'm no expert on it. I haven't done enough reading just on effective altruism, other than the fact that, like, the more I've read about it, the more cultish that it feels. Like, right? Yeah. Like, the altruism community, one thing that I've read about it is, like, anytime that, say, there's somebody that they're trying to recruit to be, like, a new member of the community, they have these conferences and stuff, and they'll gladly, like, put you up at a hotel, you know, fly you out, take you out there, like, do anything they can to introduce you to their ideology. And what does that sound like? A cult, right? Like... You know, Bro, so- they asked me that in my interviews. Like, they just, they all asked me about effective altruism. It was so odd. I was like, for real? Off. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? I'm like, yeah. I, bl- I just gave him a bullshit. Yeah, man. I really like, you know, I, I like, I just basically, that's interesting. you know, just gave okay. him a bullshit answer. But well, I you remember know, that at the time. I'm like, that's an odd question to ask someone for fucking an NFT position. I'm like, what? What I'm going to Well, you like, didn't bullshit well enough then. Well, I mean, to Brett, it's probably because I don't, well, I had better ideas because they were just taken from PseudoSwap and Blur, you know, fucking months later. But if they would have listened to me, they would actually, you know, had a solid platform. But um, I still would have got rugged. So fuck them. That's why it all worked out. Yep. But, dude, yeah, that th- that is 100% a cult. Yeah, no. So, I, I mean... Everything that I'm diving into more about that just seems sketchier and sketchier. So, yeah, I'm going to say borderline cult. And I don't really agree with the philosophy that I've heard, the way that I understand it. From the sounds of it, it is basically kind of like do what you you need to, but obviously don't do anything illegal. You know, they, they don't promote doing illegal shit, but their ideology is – do whatever you can to build up as much wealth as you can so that you can do good when you die. And, you know, then they're touted as like SBF was touted as the most philanthropic billionaire out there. But you look at all the causes that he supported, they were all political lobbying efforts, right? Even when they weren't donated directly to politicians, 
the other causes that he donated to, like on the green energy side, like it was a political lobbying thing. They didn't actually do anything for the environment other than lobby for it. So, you know, I don't see that as being generous. Like I don't, you know, because if you are sitting there and you are holding on to all these possessions while you're here and you're claiming that you're going to give them away one day when you're dead, well, how is that generous? You're freaking dead. What does it matter to you? Right? Like I, I have way more respect for people that can give away what they have while they're already here. And like, you know, not just enough, you know, to a billionaire, you know, it's like the parable in the Bible where, you know, the Pharisees or whoever come up and they dump their money bags inside, you know, so that everybody can hear and so that everybody can see what they did in the courtyard at the temple, you know, so that they look like they are these amazing people for dumping their bags of money in there and making the loud noise. And then like this widow comes up and she drops like, you know, basically a couple bucks into it and people are laughing at her for man you know you dropped like just a little bit in here you know giving her shit for it and then at the end of the day like who is it that had the heart that was actually the more philanthropic heart it was the lady that gave like literally everything she had even if it was only a couple bucks you know toward like you know offering at at the temple right like so it's the same type thing here I don't give if you are a multi-billionaire and you give away a few million dollars, like that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care if you said that you're going to give it away down the road. Like, show me what you're doing now when you actually own it. Otherwise, you're greedy as hell, and that's what effective altruism kind of feels like to me. Show me the money. Sam... <laughs> Do we think that Sam covered his tracks and was playing chess all along, assuming like this would come out and buying all these medias, you know, like all these, uh, like I don't think he owns really any newspaper, but whatever he did, like all. Like with all this bullshit, effective altruism. Like, was this just all a ploy, just in case he got caught? Because, like, you have no. to think, like, th- like he would eventually, like, this would eventually unfold. Like, there had to have been, like, you know, unless there was zero mis- risk management or like he thought he could keep this up forever. But no, it w- it was. It's been definitely like a long term process to get here. He's probably. They've probably been in trouble under the water for a long time. He's so I mean, he's so cavalier about like what he was saying to that Vox journalist and just being so open. It's like kind of it doesn't make any sense. Like, he's do you remember the cause. video uh, that Tom Brady posted with him and he was like tweaking and then it looks like he like just comes up with like some random realization and like <laughs> storms off. I mean, I, they're that all Sam. that in Sam was getting to his brain, bro. <laughs> yeah, they're all I mean. at the end of the day like you know there are certain levels to it but at the end of the day a tweaker is a tweaker right and then they're gonna gonna do whatever you know they feel is necessary also there's a lack of empathy at that point too when you're at that level of whatever he's operating yeah there's zero he's not not a psycho he's a sociopath a hundred percent sociopath whatever you want to call it it's just a complete lack of empathy. Like in their mind, they are always right no matter what they do. Even if they do something as serious as wrong as what he did, in his eyes, he's still trying to justify it in his case. Is it true that FTX had no accountant? I don't know, man. I'd believe anything at this point, though. 
they probably stuck him in, like, in Antarctica. He fucking worked with the company. They probably shoved him in an office like halfway around the world or something. The fucking video of Caroline and dur- during the interview, and, uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, no, we don't use stopwatches. She's like, we only use elementary school math, pretty much. <laughs> oh, but dude, wait, wait. How are the number one and two on BitMEX then? Like, that's the thing I don't get. Like, that's why everyone thought they were great traders. It, it, it doesn't, like, did they change their the whole strategy? Because they went more directional. They were, like, arbitrage. And then, like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but like, it just blew up their their whole fund. But, I, it, like, it, none of this stuff adds up. None of it adds up, man. You're absolutely right. And that's why you're going to continue to hear the breaking news, the hot takes, the Justins, like Kaleo's been saying, because it's constant just farming on speculation and opinion. There, there's, there's only a few select people who know the real deal, true, deep-rooted, reason of why all of this even happened and and that's what we were talking about earlier is if we're going to keep talking about it we're going to keep manifesting this new idea of what really yeah. happened and ignoring what really happened right now i just feel bad for people who got rugged and they're sitting in that mario guy's spaces for like every like that haven't slept Jeez. yet like and just yeah, man. telling <laughs> It's fucking, I don't know, man. Twitter's a, a weird place. That's why I've been trying. I, like, I haven't really been on the last two weeks. I'm like, this is a shit show. Big cesspool. I hope there's like some think lab of like psychologists or psychiatrists or something doing like a, a behavioral case study on this entire space because I would love to see that study. What's the difference between him and Bernie Madoff? I mean, the only difference that I could think of was Bernie Madoff, like, the only – well, shit, man. I know. Like, it's <laughs> – they're both evil. I was going to say Sam operated this exchange and was, like, legally collecting fees from the transaction that, you know, could have surmounted into something big enough in and of itself that he didn't need to do the other side of it, right? Like he didn't need to bet the rest of the money. But, you know, at the same time, Bernie was the exact same way, bro. Like his commissions just on regular investments, it doesn't matter if they were making or losing money. Like, you know, he still would have been killing it. But the only reason also, I think why yeah. Bernie was uh, I was able to say, like, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the only reason why Bernie was able to attract that level of investment was because he was faking the gains and, you know, SPF, bro, like, he built a pretty damn good product, honestly. Like, he didn't need to fake anything else. Yep. And, I mean, I remember that movie, too, when he was, like, just reaching out to billionaires. and Like, hey, man, I need, like, $2 billion more. And, like, Sam was doing the same thing at the end, trying to raise money to hide the fraud, you know? Like, he did this. He wound up being stooping to that level. So, like, that's the thing. I really couldn't find, like any differences with him like it's the same kind of playbook too you know you just like you you see it's like the long con in a way like where you you like it's hard like it hits you because like like he fooled fucking billion he fooled a lot of smart people you know like back you know back in the day and the same thing happened too he sampled a lot of smart people (laughs) so that's the thing it's like one and the same he just ran that fucking playbook back 
Like it's, I, I want to see like a psychologist study both of them and try to see like if there's any differences because they're like the same fucking person. No, I think it's, uh, it, 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 it's to the point too. Like when, when you dive into the mind of somebody of what they did to like in, in Madoff's case, it might be different than Sam's case. Sam might have handlers too. I mean, there's, the way he's plugged into certain things, the the way he's, he's raised. I mean, you can speculate on things all day, but it kind of sounds like he had an idea to do something, but everyone else around his circle had maybe another idea. And I'm not trying to play the victim role or anything like that. He's still fucked up, but still you, you have to take your, your lens and look at the whole picture and, and see where the rabbit hole really runs with it because – We've been talking uh, past couple days about speculations with donations to other countries, politicians, um, you know, the, the, the World Economic Forum, all these things that are involved with it. It, it. There's so many things at play that you can't really put your finger on why the fuck it all went down like this. You just got to use Occam's razor. The most likely explanation is, you know. The best one. Except I don't even know what that is anymore. <laughs> stupidity. Uh, it's stupidity. God, bro. I'm, I'm afraid right now for everybody on this timeline because I, like, like, I see, I'm, I'm seeing these rumors that the SBF Caroline Ellison sex tape is actually real. Dude, uh, like, there's, Please, just no. there's just certain things we just don't need to Like, do. I do not want to screenshots of this across my timeline for the next, what? like, few months. You, you know that, like, you... if it's real, there, there's a possibility. But, like, the only thing that I've seen as a screenshot right now is, like, Caroline wearing some, like, you know, light crown on her head. And then with, like, black boxes blagging out the areas that, like, should be. And it looks like, damn, okay, this could be from something like that. And I hope that it's not. <laughs> what, one of you posed the question earlier, you know, what's the difference between Madoff and uh, SBF? And Madoff probably had better taste in women. That's that's uh, actually ding ding ding. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right about that. I don't know. Did he but, have a smoke show wife? I don't remember. I don't think he did. Probably a half dozen. I don't know. <laughs> but I digress. I digress. Yeah, he's probably cooler than SBF, but that's not saying much. Yeah, man. I don't know. The world is a weird, weird place. Isn't it, though? Like... I read some random tweet the other day, and I don't know who it was from, but he said something about the Mayan calendar or something like that in 2012, and, like, everything just, like, we went into an alternate universe then. It's <laughs> Shit like this that happens makes me more convinced. Maybe I should just lay off the psychedelics or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe so, man. Maybe so. You know, everything just has... There are a million, infinite different timelines running parallel. Yeah, I, I, I think so too, man. 
Just got to make the best out of the present moment. Lead with pure intentions, man. That future will be written by it. Amen to that, sir. So, Rooster, what else? What else is going on with you, sir? Uh, well, I was working last night. We got like six inches of snow in the city. Mountains getting like fifteen over the like this two day span. So, yeah, gearing up to uh, go shred the mountains Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I got today off. Waiting for kind of the roads to clear up just a little bit more before I try and take my uh, car out. But, yeah, I've just been sitting a lot on the sidelines. Just been, you know, buying ETH and BTC uh, every week, uh, pretty much. Just a small or a larger buy, depending on price. And, uh, yeah, gearing up for Art Basel. Got to get my hair cut. So, coming into a, a, a busy time now. Hey, Kaleo, since you're not trading anymore, are you, uh, you finally going to get your ass to Art Basel or what? Well, bro, if I weren't broke off my ass, I was planning on it. But <laughs> I mean, the, uh, the FTX shit did hurt pretty badly. So <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I am, man. I, I wanted to and I was planning on it. But unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to sit this one out. I'm going to start a GoFundMe account for you, uh, for your Art Basel <laughs> trip. Do it, do it, do it. Then we'll, then we'll make it happen. <laughs> uh, that's the title of meet and greet, though. You have to, you have to meet the sense, man. <laughs> that's what, you know, I guess we'll just have to have, like, a booth where, you know, it's closed off and people can come in, meet me one at a time for, you know, seven bucks or eight bucks. You know, we'll, we'll keep on Musk standard. <laughs> Um, so $8 for, you know, two minutes of talk time plus like a signature. Yeah. yeah, You do autographs, just autograph, like, like at the X shirts or something. I don't know. I'm going to raise it up just one more. We'll we'll get a dunk tank and get three baseballs. Whoever can hit you in gets the winning prize. (laughs) Yeah. Hey man, I think we get a few hundred people. You know, if we, if we set up the booth for a day, a few hundred people, like, there we go. Paint SBF's face on the baseballs and attach a mini afro to him, and you got a winner at Art Basel. Bro, that's so true. I'm surprised there haven't been more derivatives <laughs> that anybody hasn't tried to release any weird-ass derivatives of SBF yet as a, uh, as a mint. Was that not what Goblin Town was? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, dude, that that was perfect. That no, was yeah, perfect. just just wait for it. If the if the tape is confirmed real, that there's probably going to be like 16 derivatives, um, of the the tape, but that'll be interesting. I'm not signing on to Twitter for like a week if it's real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably just going to get air. I'll come back after things. I'm coming back after Thanksgiving, dog. I'm not fucking <laughs> not signing on for a minute. It's going to be one of those uh, Polygon NFTs that just gets airdropped into everyone's wallet. Yeah. That shit looks like malware. 
Human malware. You know what, though? I- I'm just going to say this. If you click on any links to watch somebody that has a video up, and even if there is a video there, you deserve every virus, every malware, every anything possible to come down on you and wreck your life by trying to view that. Like, you know, I, I will have zero sympathy, zero remorse for whatever happens to anybody that seeks that out. If you have a link, share it with me in the DM. No, I'm kidding. Uh. <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that's honestly like a serious question is that there will probably be at least at least 10 people whose wallets get compromised by trying to view uh, and click a phishing link. I guarantee that will be the reason why at least 10 people's wallets. Wouldn't that be an ironic way to get your wallet trained? Watching the biggest scammers banging? (laughs) Wouldn't that be the most ironic way to lose your money? (laughs) You're like literally watching them fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> it's like you're watching two people getting fucked while getting fucked. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the new meta. <laughs> uh, and all the funds go to fucking SBF. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I really like. We are living in some dystopian future yeah, where well, all this type of stuff alive. is possible. <laughs> Wait, time to be alive. Uh, yo, dude, we need to, like, you got to get, like, a, you have to host a space next week and just find someone who got rugged really hard by Bernie Madoff and just have, like, a one-on-one with them. I feel like that would be a interesting space. I, I actually who... might be able to have a guest do that. Uh, a guy I know, yeah. Like, how did you feel after you got rugged by Madoff? And then you're just like, hey, I feel you, bro. I mean, them, you know, you, we got to include the Enron people at the same time. It's funny. We were talking about how long we're going to be talking about this SBF thing. And here we are, like, 15 years later, still talking about Enron and Madoff and all that. So, there's your answer. Yeah, but, I mean, you're right. But it's not like a daily topic of conversation. I think that it needs, we need to remember, right? Like, I think forgetting about everything and not ever mentioning again, you know, it's dangerous. Like, that's how you repeat the mistakes from the past. But, you know, it's how long will it consume the conversation for is a better question. Yeah, you don't remember the quotes right now. So it's kind of tough. I don't see any other narrative kind of, you know, usurping it for a little bit. Yeah, unless if, you know, like Coinbase follows as well. And <laughs> then that'll just be a... Uh, well, I'll probably let's just th- log off for a year after that. If, if everything... <laughs> That's a good and topic then... though, Rooster. Like, what exchanges is everybody using right now? Like, I'm sure the audience is out there kind of confused too, like with what to do. I mean, do you guys have any kind of like advice for anybody out there or just be very careful or what's, what's the deal here? Um, I'd say the number, the number one... Um, thing is not to keep it on an exchange you can find an exchange that you know 
still you're still able to withdraw your crypto from at the moment right and if you do you know single transactions and then immediately withdraw and they don't go insolvent between those 15 seconds you know for the most part you know ideally that should be okay i would just say yeah do not keep anything on any exchange do not store anything on any exchange that's number one hey rooster to your point man you know what's crazy so i try i bought some uh hedera hashgraph which i've been following for a long time but i bought it on coinbase and i couldn't even send it to coinbase wallet because coinbase wallet is not not even on there What do you what do you mean? Like the the asset wasn't able to be transferred through Coinbase or withdrawn from Coinbase? Because you can import tokens into Coinbase wallet. If it's an Ethereum token, you can import it. Well, no, so that's, that's, token, yeah, that's the that's the problem. But it's just funny to me that you can basically buy stuff, and you would think there would be like an on ramp straight to their wallet to hold whatever asset it is. Because Hedera's got their whole like their own setup, their own like to like make a account for to then use their wallet. Similar thing to like VeChain, like they want all their tokens on their platform. Um, yeah, I just thought it was weird that I could that I couldn't like store it there. And I, I technically it's still on the exchange because I don't like Ledger doesn't hold it. Uh, Coinbase wallet doesn't hold it. Like there's only a select few places that hold it. And here's what's nuts, man. Like first time I ever bought HBAR I bought it using Exodus, and now to swap from H bar to ETH is like 0.14 minimum. And back in like back a year and a half ago, it was like 0.005 Ethereum. So I don't know what the heck they did from like a swap fee perspective, but it, like I could send it there, but there's no point because if I ever want to switch it to USD or whatever else, like I can't, I can't do that and still make money on it. Or still have like a good swap fee for it. Insane. Yeah, they uh, they definitely don't make it easy by any means, um, especially when you're you know dabbling in other chains that you know aren't the main ones. Um, but yeah, so Coinbase wallet that is you know strictly an Ethereum wallet in ERC twenty. Right, so you can only it only supports you know tokens that are on that network. What's everybody oh. doing this weekend? I am actually about to have to take off because I'm getting ready to do a little camping trip this weekend. So, nice, man! Oh yeah, I did that last be, weekend. Yeah, oh yeah, be okay. fun, but you know. High chance of rain throughout the weekend, but it is what it is. Cuddle close. That's it. So, rains makes the sun that much sweeter, baby. I hope you enjoy yourself, man. It'd be good to just get out and kind of unplug for a bit. That was part of the uh, inspiration, too, was just, you know, get out. Like, I don't care if it's raining or not, like, just go somewhere where there's not great service and you just completely unplug for a minute. So you're talking my style now, baby. I love that. 
Come That's blogging. the game plan. Not quite Peru style. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there's nothing better than just sitting there and just breathing in that that good nature, that fresh air connecting with the earth take your shoes off man put your toes in the dirt doesn't matter if it's cold or not just feel that connection man it, it, it's it's healing it's soothing it's it's that harmonious everything mind body and soul brother love that man yeah, yeah and to his point man you know you got people here that will pick you up like you need a week two weeks off man you take that crayola hold down the fort i'll co-host you just let me know what you need just send me the itinerary <laughs> Hey, I appreciate that, man. You know, dude, again, the way I look at it, like, with everything, well, all this shit, it's like, it, it, like, I'm not, I'm not upset about anything, honestly. Like, I, I feel like, again, if you're upset and you sit there and you're salty about the situation and, you know, you just, you're letting them rob you of your joy, too, which, you know, I, I feel like that's even worse than letting them take taking away any funds anything else right like you know so you just have to be able to look past what you can't change and you know focus on what you can do love you brother hope you have a good camping trip i appreciate it sir well um 80s what about you man you got anything going on just gonna finish up my little project here, man. Um, gonna put the drywall mud on this weekend. Do some sanding. Hopefully, I can paint by Sunday. And, and yeah, man. And then uh, preparing for Art Basel. So um, that'll be fun, man. Love it, man. Rooster, what about you? Uh, I got a uh, you know, busy weekend. I'm gonna be working. Um, for the most part, and then I gotta help my girlfriend take care of her car stuff. Whoa, she got girlfriend, okay, flex. I'm just kidding, <laughs> we know. Uh, yeah, help her take care. Of it. She got in an accident like a couple weeks ago, and we're still trying to figure out if her car is like totaled, or and she's gonna get a check for it, or if we have to wait for it to be repaired. Oh, that's the worst, man. Yeah, sorry to hear. So have you yeah. been the uh, the Uber in the meantime? Uh, I was, but you know we got we got a rental car. I, I do not have time. I love her, um, but <laughs> I do not have the time to be the one that faces the repercussions of her accident. So no, she did. We definitely got a rental car uh, for her for the time being. Does she listen to these spaces? <laughs> I was just thinking that. No. Because <laughs> I, was, I was thinking through that language. I'm like, I'm not the one that has to sit, you know, figure out how to deal with the repercussions of her accident. Like, so was it, was it obviously like she was responsible for it? No, 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 no. But there, there, have, been, there have been a couple occasions where like, you know, Something gets fucked up, but then I have to be the one to, like, deal with everything. And she was very spoiled growing up, and I was not. I grew up with, like, nothing. Um, so it's, it's, like, a, it's a funny balance with, like, trying to help her become, like, 
Independent. Yeah, <laughs> independent and not just, you know, hope everyone fixes it for her at this point. That So I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to be an asshole. Yes, I do come off as an asshole some, sometimes <laughs> more frequently than others. Um, but no, I'm definitely doing my best to, you know, make her self-sufficient as well. Have Have you given her this explanation yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that go? Uh, I was also called an asshole again. <laughs> How else does it go? <laughs> oh man! Uh, but you know, I, I stay but she's true. still with I, you. I hold my she's ground. still with you. Oh yeah, yeah. Because what would she do without me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Oh man. yeah, that is funny, man. Um, Cube, what about you, man? Well, right now I'm playing a little bit of Call of Duty. Uh, I'm going to see if I can rank <laughs> up. Uh, work on some Room 110 space. Kids and I and the wife, we're going to go to the zoo. Uh, probably smoke some meat this weekend on the old Traeger. Uh, yeah, so just kind of low-key. Play some video games, drink some bourbon, a little bit of everything. Me and Q both uh, went and bought Xboxes uh, a couple weeks ago. I haven't played video games in the past 15 years. And well, we're in room 110 and, and some of the guys in there, you know, they're hardcore gamers. And uh, I'm struggling, but Q, man, he's just leveling up. Like, he's in the mix with it. I love to see it, bro. I love to see it. I got to drop a care package right now. This, let's hope it's something good. Uh, yeah, if anybody uh, plays Call of Duty anything, you shoot me a message on Twitter. I can't believe I'm doing that. This is the first video game I've bought in probably like 10 years. Like, I was a big gamer back in the day. Like, beta tested Halo 3. Used to be really good at shit. Uh, and now I have the... Now I caught the itch again. Bro, I'm telling you, that's my thing with, like, Age of Empires. And luckily, you know, I only play it when my little brother and his friend are playing it, right? Like, I'm not at the point where I'm playing it by myself. Um, but I, it's still, I've caught the itch, and I've realized how dangerous it is that if, you know... Is that the pay-to-play game? Well, I mean, like, I, I paid to download and use the game, but there's not a subscription to it. Yeah. You want, you download it on Steam? Yeah. See, I was a big simulation guy, too. Roller Coaster Tycoon, SimCity... I guarantee you, if there were rankings for SimCity 4, I'd be one of the best players in the world. Like, big time. Like, Roller Coaster Tycoon, Railroad Tycoon, anything simulation I was in. Bro, I miss those. Back in the day, I remember setting that stuff up. I, I, I forget, like, how'd you even win those games? Was there a way to win it? Or did you just, like, spend your time building this badass city? You know, adding trash cans here and there to make sure that all the trash didn't build up and everything. Like, was there a way to win or was it just making a badass city or park? Man, there there were scenarios. Then the fun thing to do was you build a badass park uh, with an epic roller coaster that nausea rating goes through the roof. Then when the uh, this is kind of sadistic, I guess, while I'm saying this out loud, then when the the ride is operational. You delete the track and the train goes flying and crashes like the coaster does. And then your park rating plummets. You just be sure you don't save it. Uh, 
But no, really no good way to win the game. But God, shit, that was fun. So many hours. Should have been reading books about coding. I got caught up in a mobile strike like seven years ago, and I was ranked like number five in the world. What? Probably because I spent like $15,000 on that fucking game. No, 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 you didn't. I swear to God, bro, I got deep in the rabbit hole with it, man. And I I, I had to, it, it was like borderline an addiction, and I had to come to terms with myself this is before i started like my whole deep journey and all that stuff and it was borderline you're saying that was borderline fifteen thousand dollars on a mobile game borderline you're on the mount rushmore (laughs) clash of clans or farmville like one of those games bro no wonder no wonder nfts were like such an easy transition for you yeah, these are a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We need screenshots of your account. I need to see that. Now, what's going to be dangerous is whenever they're actual fun mobile games that incorporate NFTs. Like, that'll happen eventually. And, yeah, it'll happen. I have a feeling at that point we're just gonna lose eighties forever. Like, no, 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 no. I'm good, man. Yeah, <laughs> Matt, you you're gonna dive down some <laughs> rabbit hole. Well, at that point, you may as well start streaming, right? You know, if you can start monetizing it at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> Gotta pay for my habit some way. It'll be like that always sunny in Philadelphia meme with like. Charlie Day and the, the board, the crazy board he's working on. <laughs> That's the 80s will end up looking like. What the fuck? All right. Well, gents, I apologize. It's about that time. I've got to get rolling as I finish up my packing to head out on this trip. So. Y'all hold down the uh, the fort for the weekend, and as always, enjoyed another space. Much love, everyone. See you next don't, week for week forty. Don't fall into the campfire, Kaleo. <laughs> no promises, no guarantees. Hey, if you make s'mores, use Reese cups. That's the alpha for the day. Ooh, I've never even thought of that, bro. I'm, bro, I might, I might try it. Fucking mind blowing game changer. Okay, noted. All right, y'all, take it easy. All right, y'all, have a good one.